Unhinged Movie Misfits. I'm Kayla. And I'm Sam. And today we're talking about Killers of the Flower Moon and maybe Cobwebs. Yeah, depending on how much time we take talking about flowers. Probably already tells you our opinion of Cobwebs. Like, we could talk about it. We couldn't talk about it. It's one of those, that, you know, does, does, does it really matter? No. It didn't come to theaters around here. We usually try to talk about theater movies, but... Flowers of the Killing Moon, or Mur- Killers of the Flower Moon. Flower. Wait, which is it? It's Killers <laughs> of the Flower Moon. That's the one. <laughs> they killed the Flower Moon. They killed the Flower Moon. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, our viewers probably already know about this movie. Yeah. I'm guessing um, you already know who Martin Scorsese is. Scorsese. If you don't know who Martin Scorsese, Scorsese is, you've definitely seen one or more of his films he's a huge director yeah and he always has bangers that pretty much like i have recommended some uh mostly goodfellas is pretty much my go-to i think that's his best film yeah goodfellas is incredible like goodfellas you can show to anyone and they will not be able to i've recommended goodfellas to people that i know just hate movies (laughs) they like goodfellas (laughs) like yeah it's a very like that's probably the one that anybody can love no matter what level of film bro you at maybe some of his other movies are more film bro movies like um uh like i love taxi driver but i think that one is usually seen as a more film bro movie now because people hate watching old movies Taxi Driver is great, though. It is, but I'm just saying that pe- pe- I feel I've like tried taxi to show Taxi Driver to like, non-film bro people and they're like, oh, you made me watch a film bro movie. That's not like, like I wouldn't even say that's a film bro movie, honestly. Like, taxi I don't think Driver- it should be, but yeah, I don't- this is the world we live in. Oh, that's weird. This is the world we live in that Martin Scorsese criticizes. <laughs> that's, a, that's a weird take, because I wouldn't really say that Taxi Driver is a film bro movie. It's still a really like engaging for most audiences to understand type movie. But it's an old movie, and I don't watch old movies. Oh, okay, it's shot on film. That's what. What's yeah. The, okay. I'm, I'm saying he has other movies that are more accessible. I think most people have probably seen. You know, Wolf of Wall Street's actually considered his most popular movie. Wolf of Wall Street is great, though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, I think that's pretty. It's 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 a comedy, though. It is a comedy, but I still love that movie. And, and it's um doesn't have so much murder in it. In it. No. Um, I think The Departed is probably another one of his crowd pleasers. Uh, anyways, uh, we're just listing movies. I actually need to ro- we rewatch Casino. It has been so long since I've seen it. Uh, we watched Silence not too long ago. Not a lot of people talk about that one. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, some of his lesser-known movies are favorites of mine. Like, I love Bringing Out the Dead. I love After Hours. I first saw After Hours when I was a teenager, and that was one of those movies that I'm like, I can't wait until I grow up and I can run around my city in the middle of the night having weird adventures. And then I did do that. Yeah. <laughs> Just like that movie. Just like that movie. Just like that movie. Uh, Aviator wasn't his best. and. Uh, yeah, I it wasn't was okay. a huge fan of Aviator, but it was, it was just mid. His most mid movie, sadly, is The Irishman, I think. Yeah, no, I was disappointed in how mid The Irishman is. Yeah, I've actually never seen The Last Temptation of Christ. It's on the list. Mm-hmm. I, you, I, that's right, everybody. I have never seen Willem Dafoe's performance as Jesus. 
I haven't seen that one either. <laughs> I haven't seen that one. Maybe someone should pay for us to watch that because it sounds pretty great. That would be a great one to have a commentary to. Uh, so, uh, Martin Scorsese has been famous for criticizing the downfall of cinema, which is completely true. Um, he blames a lot of it on... I, I just watched a big video on this, and they brought up how he had to save Turner Classic Movies from being axed by David Zelensky at... Uh, HBO, and uh, you know he has he's been famous for criticizing Marvel, and all the Marvel bros get really mad at him because. But more like Marvel's in trouble now, and like I was saying, like the thing is that Marvel trained people. So the famous line that Martin Scorsese that says is, "When you train audiences to only see one thing, that's what they have." Like his uh, his argument isn't that people want Marvel, like, studios are like, people want superhero movies, so let's give them superhero movies, but that's all they give them. Mm -hmm. And his argument is, when you only give them, feed people one thing, that's what they eat. People want more than one thing to eat, but when they don't, don't have that choice, they can't. Right. So, this was the other choice. I've heard that it did do decently well in theaters for a... Fucking three and a half hour okay, no, movie. I will it was say, a marathon. I will say that three and a half was... He was pushing it. That was really pushing it. I have sat through three hour movies and been totally fine. I have no issue with that. I sat through the Batman just fine. We sat through Avatar. My kids even sat through Avatar. Three, But at the three hour mark, that's whenever like... The, the credits are going, and I'm like, I gotta go pee. Mr. And Scorsese, this woman's bladder can't take it. I can't it. take it. Like, Please, listen I've to had, us. Okay, I'm saying that I've had three kids, and I have done a lot of bladder training to get it back up to three-hour waits. So, um, you know, it's actually... Uh, okay, so, so this movie actually has a rule that the theater cannot legally have an intermission for some reason. Okay, I will say fuck you, Scorsese, for that No, one. it's not Scorsese. Dang it. It is actually the editor, Thelma uh, Shum Shum Schumacher. A woman, a woman. You did hey. this. <laughs> That's what I they hope. I hope that woman gets a weak bladder <laughs> one day. <laughs> she does. You're like I can tell this woman's never had a kid. Making me sit up. So yeah, it's Thelma Schumacher. Uh, as they say about filmmaking, that uh, movies are made by men and then perfected by women. A lot of Scorsese's movies are edited by Thelma Schumacher. Uh, famously, Star Wars was saved by a woman. Like, that's... That's that's really great and all, but it could have used an intermission. I just needed five fucking minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was pushing it. Uh, like I said, it's, it's like someone put a gun I to... I feel betrayed now. A woman did this. <laughs> if, if you put a gun to Scorsese's head, it's like, make a miniseries, and he'd be like, no, blow my fucking brains out. <laughs> Absolutely not. Because this could have been a miniseries. Like, I could have seen, like, an Apple TV Plus miniseries. I mean, I, uh, I could have, but then I could have. Uh, I also feel that he did a really good job at making this a movie. Yeah. Uh, I Obviously, if you listen to our podcast, then you know that we are champions of the movie theater. I think that one of the best things about a movie theater, even the movie we saw today, uh, it actually had a lot of people in the audience, and that is a film that I did not think would be very popular. Are you kidding me? That Sofia Coppola is the girlie's favorite. There's a lot of girlies in the audience. I guess so. That That's a little hint. 
about I'm what so the upcoming sorry that you grew be. up being a film bro and you didn't understand the female side of movies. That's why our audience listens to us. They're like 75% of women. They just... <laughs> <laughs> we know our analytics. It's all and ladies. And it's not that I don't love man movies and I, I loved Quentin Tarantino movies as a teenager too, but I'm just a, a woman of duality and I grew up with my favorite girly movies too. But you also grew up with... Scorsese movies. I did, of course. So, um, yeah, she had to take a little bathroom break. Probably missed an important part I, of the movie. I probably did. Like <laughs> at, at the three-hour mark, I was I was in tears at that oh, point because I was like, "Could I do it? Can I make you the pushed 30 it minutes? longer? You probably like went to the bathroom at the like ten minutes left mark. Yeah, no, I and then I felt really stupid yeah. after that. But I was literally about to pee on myself. Well, maybe you should have just gone. And they I should have like, just worn a fucking diaper. <laughs> I think. Well, I think when we went to see this, they made us wait um, a minute for them to clean the theater. We're like, are they cleaning all the pissy seats for people that couldn't go to the bathroom? Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but. It is worth seeing. I'm not sure if it's still going to be in theaters by the time this... Oh, wait. The episode's coming out this week because we fucked up. We yeah, caught up to ourselves. We caught up to ourselves, but it's because last month we had the play and there was some Sunday... There was a couple of Sundays where I was like, I'm tired, dog. I don't want to record. Yeah. So, this will be out pretty soon. I th- Maybe not this week, but next week. Um to give you guys at home sometime. <laughs> We're just letting you in on our podcast creation process yeah, at this point. It's, it's rough. Send it's us r- more money. This is a job. It's work. Who hired us? Yeah. Like we put hours in every week. It, plus more if you consider actually going to the movies. But anyways... um so, yeah, it's long. It's worth it. Like I said, we're champions of the theater. I think that going to a movie, like I said, even the movie we saw today, which is a lot, um, you know, just... This movie has action in it. It does. It does, yeah. So, it's not a boring movie. If someone said it's boring, then you can slap them across the face. It it's is not, not a boring, boring. movie. It's it, not a boring three and a half hour long movie. A lot There's happens. a lot There's a lot that, that happens, on. and there is action so it's it's not it's like Oppenheimer had more talky talky scenes than this movie. Yeah, this has more action than that, and everyone saw that. Um, so I, I I think that the movie theater experience is you turn off your phone, you don't look at it, you don't necessarily talk to people much other than me shit talking to Kayla sometimes. The movie <laughs> we we have to we have to to live or she dies if she can't if shit can't, talk she dies if I can't let if I can't like say every feral thought that I have I will die that's just law <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we try to be quiet so I love the theater experience even though you have to hear us snickering at each other <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I love that it's out there and that you are forced to sit through this uh, horrible tale of true crime, true crime history. This is a in three and a half hour long visual true crime podcast. Yeah, and it even does that at the end. At the end of the movie, um, I don't think that there's really there's. This is a historical movie. Most people have not heard of this tale, and that is why it's important that this movie is being told and talked about is because a lot of people don't know about it more people are reading the book now yeah so there's a reason why movies like this need to exist because it brings more awareness to it to anyway yeah so we probably won't mention spoilers because it's history and um yeah you can literally google it and you should know the history of it before you watch the movie. You know, I, may, maybe some of the specifics about who specifically dies or what happens to people in the end. 
is a thing, but overall, you know, you you know if the hit anybody listening should know the history of uh justice in america and how that turns out you can already guess how this is going to go Uh, especially justice for minorities you should you should know how this story turns out and that's what makes it so important so before we even talk about the movie i want to spend like i said a good number amount of time talking about the controversies or the dumb traversies the, uh, the 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 dumb shits talking about this movie so, um, first off, this movie was made with the heavy involvement of the Osage people. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main actress that is in the movie, portrayed in the movie, and she does a fantastic job. I hope that she is nominated for an Oscar this she year. She absolutely de- deserves it. Yeah. Um, one of the best performances this year, for sure. Uh, I'm not even sure if when we get to the end of the year if we're gonna have like best actress of the year. I mean, we you could get, probably do an episode we'll like that. We're, best we're, pet, I mean, we're best do, actress. We are we are gonna do our best of episode at the end of the year, but I'm not sure if we're gonna do specific roles like we are gonna do best animal. Yeah, best but animal we, actor. We could probably talk about that more in the Facebook group too. <laughs> if people want us to do like certain categories of best actress best monologue or whatever Best monologue. <laughs> <laughs> there's always that one monologue that's there was i feel like last year was actually the, the year, year of monologues, monologues. Yeah. yeah i mean if we thought about it maybe we could think of it this year but so so uh yeah she definitely deserves it um the heavy involvement of the osage people made sure that the details were there and that they were shown accurately and uh, a lot of the tribe members uh, modern day tribe members obviously are in the movie and right. helped with the movie. Mm-hmm. Now they have also said this is not the story they would tell, and I think that's important too. It is not the story they would tell. It's not the story they are telling. It's not being told by them. Mm-hmm. It is a story told by a white man because it's not the Osage story. It is our story. This is our story to tell of how white men fucked them over. Right. And I think that's important too. So I've heard people say, oh, well, this is exploring, you know, the, I, I criticize a lot of Oscar bait movies like Green Book for exploring or even um, LGBT uh, trauma porn. I do not think this movie's trauma porn. I don't think it is. I, uh, for one of the big reasons is because it's not made up. Mm-hmm. It's it's completely true, and a lot of people don't know about it. A lot of the times when you see trauma porn happen, it becomes melodrama. There is nothing melodrama, dr- melodramatic about this. That's why I hated Green Book. Green Book was a lot of melodrama, a lot of that type of Oscar bait. Like It's like liberal melodrama, and it's like that kind of like... Like a crash, like the fucking worst movie to ever win the Academy Award for Best Picture. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, that's the poster child for white liberal guilt but it's like stupid stupid guilt this is real guilt this is saying peace we are like 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 the type of like white guilt that crashes is is like we all just need to get along maybe if i just knew a black person i could be friends with them it's like that type of shit but this movie's like they were pieces of shit and justice was never seen there is no it's a different there's no white savior in this yeah there's no white that's a big point too yeah there is no white savior in this movie everything is extremely method and i guess that's a big problem with green book and that shit too it's very to the point there is no white savior there's no someone that comes in and says maybe we should all just get along like it is it's brutal in that sense but it's the truth and i 
res- I highly respect a movie that can dive into a really, really sensitive subject with by working with the people, first of all, which is more than what a lot of movie directors do. And they would just cast a bunch of people that looked ethnically close enough. Yeah. And just gone with it. <laughs> well, um, Scorsese has, he is important to filmmaking, not even just as a filmmaker. Like the work, if Scorsese never made a movie in his life, you would still watch his career and himself for what he has done to help filmmaking through all the other things that he's done. And right. he has always been a champion for minorities and people. He has always, he has always been that guy. Right. Uh, he uh, did give himself the N-word pass and taxi driver, but other than that... <laughs> yeah, that was a bit of a yikes. It was the 70s. <laughs> I mean, I'm not really going to give him an excuse there. <laughs> Time doesn't really make it any better, but it, that was a yikes. <laughs> but, you know, we're not all perfect, I guess. Oh, okay. I don't know if Tarantino gets it, too. <laughs> yeah, that was a yikes on his end, too. If you write, If you write yourself into a movie and then... <laughs> give yourself the n-word to say Ooh, i mean like i guess if uh <laughs> could i make a letterbox list of movies where a director writes himself into the movie i'm like and gives why well, i was like was this pass? because is this because you really wanted to say that <laughs> or is this because you didn't want anyone else to say it? <laughs> <laughs> that's a true hero you know what good point <laughs> that, was a, that was his white savior <laughs> moment fall, fall that grenade. <laughs> god damn it <laughs> <laughs> anyways <laughs> moving on <laughs> so uh yeah that that i think we covered some of that controversy that i think stupid i saw that one of the um actors of uh reservation dogs was like this is trauma porn and like that really pissed me off because this isn't your story like you are not of that specific tribe yeah so who, <laughs> like, why do you have a right to say that it, it offends you that tribe wanted the story out they worked with a director. I feel like that's like a problem that like uh, not liberals with no critical thinking have is that they can't distinguish like different and, tribes have different thoughts and, and feelings there, on there things. There is still a nuance to that conversation. I think that it's still valid to say maybe I would never want that story told in that manner or whatever. I've never seen that show either, but apparently it does focus a lot on their trauma. So they have no dog I haven't in this watched fight it, so I making don't, a joke on them. I haven't uh, watched it. So I can't say that I have, I feel one way or another about it. I'm talking about in general where if you, I mean, I don't, I stay out of that conversation. And then I think it's, I think it's valid to say that, you know, maybe I'd, we shouldn't show it this way or that way, but at the same time, you can't invalidate a tribe's experience by saying that they shouldn't tell their story. I don't agree with that at all. You, yeah, can, say also, that you can say that you don't want to watch it, you don't feel entertained by it, but to say that they I, shouldn't tell I would tell, tell those it, people to give this movie a shot still. Yeah, it's a great movie. I don't, um, I don't think it's trauma porn at all. No, it's not trauma porn. Because, like I said, the problem with the the when a movie gets trauma porn, it 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 has to have that melodrama to it, and this movie doesn't focus on the melodrama. Yeah, the emotions feel very visceral and real. There's no and, and there's fo- no trying to hook onto your emotions. There's no like you will feel rage in this movie you over do it feel being rage. real that it happened, but that's because you're watching something that happened, and you're also watching you're really lo- fantastic actors create 
an emotional experience. Oh, yeah. De Niro still has it. Like, he has played in a lot of fucking bullshit, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. <laughs> like, I thought, he, like, even watching... Um, like I, w- I, said, I was losing it for him there for a while. Well, like I said, so, um, remember how... Um, you know, Quentin Tarantino said that he wants to quit directing because he thinks that once you get too old, you make old man movies. But Scorsese's still here knocking it out of the park. But, you know, he was kind of leading some credence to it with that last movie of his with Irishman. He was kind of making himself and De Niro look bad. And to be honest, I think everyone can agree the fucking the fucking facial <laughs> the facial de-aging was fucking atrocious. Yeah, it was. In that fucking movie. No one should have been trying to do that shit. Jesus fuck. Jesus, fuck. Use prosthetics or get a younger actor. Just do not do that fucking shit, for fuck's sake. Yeah. It's always bad. I don't care who's doing it. Disney needs to quit that shit, too. Anyways, um, so, uh, was that, is that, uh, covers all the non, the outside world (laughs) of this movie before we even get to, um, yeah, before we get into the actual movie itself. Uh, I mean, we need, we haven't given our ratings on Letterboxd for it. I actually, I had to think about it for a bit, and I thought about this movie a lot since it came out. I still think about this movie. I actually did give it a four and a half stars. I thought it was fantastic, and what it told, and how it told it. Yeah. Uh, um, I think that Scorsese is still on his A game, and he, who knows, maybe he has another fantastic movie in him. I think it's up there with his grades. I, uh, yeah, I've thought about it a lot since then. It was one of those, we talked about it on the way home, and I didn't fully know exactly, like, what I was going to say. I had to think about it. I had to think about it, because I had to digest three and a half hours (laughs) worth of a movie, and it was a lot, so I also also gave it four and a half. Um, I don't know that I would quite give it five on a second watch, but I... It's pretty up there for me in terms of his movies, especially. Um, I give it four and a half. I definitely highly recommend it. If you see it on streaming at any point, you, you know, give yourself the intermission and go pee, girl. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> don't talk through it yeah, or don't talk like through eat a meal it. through it. You, like, the, actually the watch dialogue the movie. and everything in this movie is extremely important. Get off your fucking phone. Yeah. Watch it. Le- um, uh, hopefully, we'll be seeing a lot more talk about this come around to the Oscars. It might be a really good Oscar year. Uh, we actually have, in a few weeks, a new David Fincher movie coming out, too. But for some reason, that's coming straight to Netflix. I don't know if our theaters around here are going to get it. So, we'll, I'm not sure we're going to talk about it. The Killer's coming out. Uh, uh, we had a new Nolan I mean, movie. We might we might still have to watch it, especially if we're going to be doing... Um, I'm sure it's going to be talked about. I'm not going to miss a Fincher movie. Right. Even after he dropped out of working on Mindhunter, I guess he still wants to work with Netflix, even though Mike Flanagan's like, here's my last masterpiece. Peace out. Maybe we'll talk about that too. House Usher once we're done with that show too. Um, You know, it's funny. I know that Shua listens to this podcast. Fuck you, by the way. (laughs) But uh, she was asking me if if we were watching Falling of... House of Usher, and I was like, yeah, we just got done with episode three, and she was like, oh, cool, I'm gonna start watching it now. I think she's almost done with it. (laughs) Yeah, we don't get a lot of time to watch shows. (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, she was like, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna watch it quite yet, and then she blows through it, yeah. She said that's great. (laughs) It is one of his best shows, and I've only three episodes, and maybe I can't, okay, maybe it's too early for me to say that. We're off topic. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. (laughs) 
so um so flower moon tell get into the plot like i said we're not gonna stop for spoilers like it's you know you know what happens um it starts with uh leonardo so leonardo dicaprio in this movie he plays a complete and total dumb shit yeah so there was a lot of talking in a couple of the movie groups i'm in where they're like was that him just making a face like that the entire time so so i'm not i I haven't seen anything confirming it or denying it but i have a feeling that he might have had a prosthetic in his mouth yeah i think they might have put something in his mouth to make it do that but i don't know i've seen him do some pretty funny faces throughout entire movies (laughs) yeah but to be so consistent yeah like he had a he had a big frowny face through the whole movie. Yeah, he looked. People. He talked like he had bubble gum in his mouth. <laughs> he talked like he had bubble gum and a bird in his mouth. <laughs> the birds chewing the bubble gum, <laughs> and uh, he had a butt crack hair part. Okay. Yeah, he was not aiming to be attractive in this movie. We'll say that. <laughs> yeah, he was not going to back him an under twenty five year old chick <laughs> with this look. <laughs> Commentary. <laughs> uh, uh, I know I've heard of in other movies similar to this. I've heard of uh, actors putting a prosthetic in that, that makes forces, sense. forces yeah. them to have like he mouth. probably did have a prosthetic. I'm just saying I've seen him make some pretty goofy mo- movie faces. So he plays a complete and total dumbass in this movie. And uh, he is from the beginning of the movie. He just got off. It was after World War One. Mm-hmm. Right. This is between one and two. Yeah. Uh, so he gets back from the first war and comes, it's his uncle or. Well, no, you're, you're forgetting the very beginning of this movie. That talks about the Osage talks nation. About, which is, oh, you don't know, yeah, the nation. Up. Yeah, yeah. It sets it up where the Osage nation, they struck oil. And became one of the most famous. The, the actual like richest people in the United States for a while. Yeah. They were extremely rich and, as a tribe, had a lot, a lot of money at that point. But anyway, then it goes into yeah. setting up the rest of the where the story well, yeah, is going to we'll go. Yeah, we'll probably jump around a little bit. So, it sets up, the story is about them becoming the richest nation and how their money was, they were murdered and their money was stolen from them right. through assassinations and other ploys. And... There's a theme in this movie of that is what this nation does to minorities that mm-hmm. come into power. And uh, they talk about it in the movie, because it, it does happen during the timeline mm-hmm. of um, the bombing of uh, Black Wall Street. Right. Uh, what was slipping my mind now? You have to help me. The, it was Tulsa. Tulsa, yeah. yeah. The Tulsa Massacre. They they mention it happening, and they, they bring it up here and there through the movie, and I think that was also Scorsese, you know, bringing up the parallels of when minorities do come in mo- into money, then the... And especially then, it was way easier to just blatantly do that shit yeah. and get away with it, and because that no one wanted any of them to have any money or power. And nowadays... It comes in different forms where it money and it becomes a system. It's the same as a the system is the system now is to never let them have any money at all. Well, the system now is if you are a minority that strikes it rich, you assimilate and you become part of the system, part right. of the problem. 
and I have seen, um, I've seen, I've read, I've read and watched a lot on this, especially in uh, the black community of how people can see, oh, my way, my way out of this system, you know, like, like I said, you know, I'm going to become a, a cop and I'm going to help change things, but that doesn't and can't happen. You just become the system. And it turn the same thing happens when you become rich now. So this, you know, rich minorities become the system mm -hmm. and then they're just part of the oppression. But this is what happened to the ones that tried to make their own, their own cliques and societies. They are destroyed. That's, that's what capitalism does, baby. Fuck you, capitalism. Right. This is a communist podcast, but you didn't know it. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that we've outed okay. ourselves as communists okay, multiple times. <laughs> okay, fine. They know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Uh, that was skipping ahead a little bit. So, the movie starts with our dumbass, Leo. <laughs> he, he's uh, got uh, very few brain cells in his head. Yeah, th there's, there's not a lot there. Lights on, no one's home. Yeah, and... Uh, it's, it's, it's just ping pong in there. So, his name's Ernest. And, Which uh, is such a fitting name, too. God, yeah. Such a fitting name for such a dumb man. I don't know how many Ernies you know. <laughs> I mean, not a popular name not a very popular name uh so he's introduced to his uh uncle right yeah that's his uncle uh william hale who makes him call him king yeah he's like you call me king yeah he he wants to be and he is trying to be seen by king so this is so i was like mostly through the movie uh so this is robert de niro's role that plays hale um fantastic performance by him like yeah. I, like i said like after watching irishman i'm like okay he's done he's played in so many stupid fucking comedy roles like he's lost his magic but damn he has it in this uh he became his role you know like any great actor you you forget you're watching that actor and you're mm -hmm. he's just the character and he became this character and um scorsese has had a lot of really fucking evil characters in his in his movies mm -hmm. but i have to say this is the most evil this character that has ever been in a scorsese so movie fucking evil and the, and the sad thing is he is fucking real he's a real fucking so man rage inducing as you're watching it yeah. is that you know that a man this evil existed yeah i mean <laughs> there is no justice uh spoilers <laughs> yeah there there is no justice but that should be a given yeah that's given a given. That time, that's not a spoiler <laughs> given the time period and the fact that we're talking about an indigenous tribe spoilers again for u.s history <laughs> <laughs> so uh um yeah i i guess the only little piece of justice is uh he's got a movie now calling him a piece of shit like he's like that's it <laughs> oh you're known as a bastard now that's the only justice we have for you right um so the movie starts out he comes to his uncle and his uncle immediately starts telling him the game and the game is these natives have came into money and you need to find one to marry you find one to marry and then eventually you get their money. And his brother's already been doing it. Mm -hmm. And his brother's already already got it. Mm -hmm. So um, he starts driving for one. And that is our, um, you know, Lily Gladstone, who plays Molly. And uh, he does genuinely fall in love with her. 
Yeah. And that is also one of the most fucked up, sad things about the movie, too. How could you not, though? God, she's so incredible. Yeah. Um, I was like, I love this woman. I love how deadpan and sarcastic she is. And I was like, oh, no, I'm falling in love with her, too. <laughs> <laughs> I would never poison your diabetes medicine. I would never. I know I'd help her. I would never. I would help I would help her. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> oh, spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, she has a type one diabetes. So, I which was a death sentence in this time, by the way. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know if you know anything about our personal lives, but Kayla has a daughter with diabetes. So we definitely saw things differently than a lot than a, what uh, a lot of people would catch. Yeah, especially someone. So she, in the movie, and it's the true story too, is she was one of the first people to get the experimental drug, this new experimental drug called insulin. Insulin, yeah, it's you know it was man-made insulin. Mm. It was a groundbreaking thing at the time because, like I said, anyone that was diabetic, um, what it was a death sentence. You know, eventually you would go into what what they what we call DKA, diabetic ketoacidosis, and most would die really young because there's no there was the way they tried to make you manage it was to not eat sugar or carbs. Or much of anything. Well, they still didn't understand it too well, so even that was bad. And then, yeah. The, and they had the, no real way to read it back then either, I don't think. Well, November is surprisingly also Diabetic Awareness Month. So, um, with type 1 diabetes, your pancreas doesn't make insulin at all. So, you need insulin. There is no way to, like, diet your way out of it. <laughs> so, <clears throat> eventually, your body just gives out. And you see this happening to her in ways that were pretty that would be pretty subtle to everyone but i was like oh no poor thing um but yeah she this was true she was one of the first ones to get the get experiment it started out with a i've read into it there it started out with an experimental shot that wasn't insulin and she was getting that too yeah she got that first yeah they they went into that too mm-hmm. and then and she was only able to get all this because she was so rich you know the the you know the thing that i caught during the progression of this movie that i don't know that many others would catch unless i've dealt with a poking a diabetic over and over is the shot um sites this is a really great touch to it too every time leo would pull up her shirt to give her insulin shot in her stomach you could see huge bruises which, um, Especially the things they were using back then. Oh, those needles are huge. But yeah. I mean, even Lyric gets really bad bruises sometimes on her stomach and stuff. But anyway, sorry. <laughs> so that was that's a big plot point throughout the movie. But yeah, we had a little more personal touch to it. There was one point in the movie where uh, they were like, oh, you're feeling bad to have a piece of bread. And we're like, don't do that. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's not, not a free snack. That's not a free snack. <laughs> I, would have to, I would have to dose Lyric for a piece of toast. Yeah, so we were like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so that was a little something extra for us. And good touches to the movie, like Kayla said. They handled it very well, historically. And those are all reasons why I gave the movie so high, too, is because of how accurate it was historically and just like the way they set things up on top of the acting and Everything, every, all the filmmaking in the movie. Uh, so he meets her and genuinely falls in love with her. And his brother uh, is already married to, already at the beginning, right? Yeah. Already married to another person. So it um, also. It's, it's uh, Molly's sister, Minnie. Yeah. And um, they're pretty much targeting the, the same family. And it's for a reason. 
So the the so the movie only shows you know it does go into a number of different murders and so it is based on a book and the book is a uh, kind of a true crime book and even the spoilers into the movie makes it very obvious that this movie's style is trying to be a true crime mm. like it it is true crime and it's trying to show it too so even the way that it goes into the murders and how they happened is in a very um uh how how, how would matter of fact it's kind of just like this is this this happened right it's not they're not glorify it's not glorifying the violence there's no huge amount of practical effect blood coming out or anything because it's realistic it's yeah. realistic i uh, mean it's, it doesn't make it some of the parts any less brutal it's still brutal but yeah. it's realistically done where it's not you can tell i think what i'm trying to say here is there's a, there's a difference between thematic practical violence and what Scorsese did in this film, which was a little bit more realistic and it being more realistic actually makes it more brutal because I don't know. uh, Most people think that like a huge amount of gore and blood gushing out everywhere is just so horrifying, but it's actually not realistic. So it doesn't bother me at all. I make that point a lot to people and they seem to be over a lot of people's heads that when you exaggerate blood, it's, becomes more fantasy it becomes like tarantino style blood like that for some reason the the mpaa sees that as more violent and it should be seen as less violent because it's not real and if you like you can't don't like it i'm not saying i I like it when it's unrealistic and there's just like fucking blood everywhere but that's the point is that it's cartoonish at that point right so uh, the the scenes of violence in this movie are done very matter-of-factly. The camera is stationary, usually far off of just, like, this is what happened. Um, but, so, uh, the, the movie does show a number of real-life murders that truly did happen, that they did figure out how they happened and mm-hmm. who did it, and solved some of the murders. But the overall story spans hundreds of murders. Right. And it wasn't just murders. They show, too, how uh, Hale, King Hale, uh, was doing a number of scams, such as insurance scams, too. He had a lot going on. He, yeah, and the the thing was that he was a snake, or what did they say at the beginning of the movie? He was the the wolf, the wolf in the pack, or something. Oh, yeah. They said something specific. He was was very snake in the grass. He, like, he became their friend and even to the end after spoilers he still acted like oh i didn't do anything Mm -hmm. i'm just your friend it's all lies i'm your friend i've helped so many of you you know me and he just pretended to befriend all these people that he was basically the kingpin so i'll say this about scorsese too a lot of people that you know they say that he only knows how to make mafia movies uh mob movies and a lot of this is a mob tale. Yeah. Uh, I think that that, I think that's not a good uh, criticism of Scorsese because a lot of his movies are not mob movies. No, they're not. I think a lot of, like, think, I think it's just the ones that stick out to people, but he has definitely not done that many mob movies. Yeah. But I will say that this, in the end, is a mob movie. It has a mafia boss that sends out, you know, and commits numerous crimes using underlings, you know, mm-hmm. as. A lot of the mafia does. The guy himself doesn't do the crimes. He gets other people to do it, such as 
dumb shit Ernest over here. Oh my God. This guy was so stupid. It was like really hard for me to grasp at times. I was like, how can this person be so stupid? And he, yeah, he was just a puppet. He was just complete and utter controlled. Like you could see the strings. And this is a really good, really, really great acting on Leo's part because it's easy to act stupid and still just be like, no one's that stupid. I genuinely thought that this man was so fucking dumb. I mean, you could, (laughs) there were scenes in the movie where you're like wanting him to do the right thing. You're like, come on, have a brain cell, do it, do it, have a brain cell, just a little bit. another brain cell or something. (laughs) Yeah, we'll we'll get into those parts a little bit later. So, he is a dumbass. He does like money. They show him just robbing people, just doing stupid shit. One of the big things later in the movie is he, uh... Got somebody to try to do a scam on stealing his car, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the guy gets caught. Yeah, and it ends up fucking him. And that was, and, a, that like, was another thing over. throughout this movie was insurance scams. Yeah, a lot of insurance scams. But like that see, was a huge thing during then too, because it was really easy to scam for insurance money. And fuck you all, because you made it really hard to claim anything on insurance now. Well, yeah. Uh, so like basically like everyone in the town was kind of in on it too from the doctors to uh bank the people at the bank all the white people basically all the white people all were the white in. people were in on it yeah all the white people were surprise in on it. yeah and they were just trying to leech and find ways to steal this and we're all part of Hale's thing of how to steal this tribe's money um, Not only steal their money, but like murder them, murder kill them, murder genocide them, them, over a hundred of them, have children with them, and they created the yeah, blood that's quantum true too. thing. Um, yeah, it was assimilation by trying to marry into them and have right. kids with them. Yeah, to assimilate was, them. It was a lot, and so, but it's a lot of things that are still extremely relevant to Native American struggles today. So yeah, I don't but- understand why. Um, anyone would try to write this off as just trauma porn that shouldn't be watched. Like these are all still extremely relevant issues. Yeah, the the all those fucking people that don't want to watch their real life things going on, they don't want to explore it. But this this is real life, buddy. This they're like, oh, I don't want to watch that horrible things happen in a movie. I just want to watch a comedy or something. This is yeah, this was visual representation. It, it was of, rough at times of, and enraging. You should be enraged yeah, at this and, movie. And continue to be enraged. These are all still issues that are prevalent today. And there's like the the repercussions of what happened to that tribe happened everywhere else and are st- still going on today. And this was to the richest one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if this can even happen when they get money, like there, like I think one of the things I was saying earlier is there's no way, like they they can't get out of it. You know, even if you get money, oh, you still can't get out of it. Right. Like, nope, we're still going to fuck you over. Doesn't matter how rich you are. Same thing with Black Wall Street. Only way, only way you can fit in is to become the system, assimilate to the system. Fuck capitalism, burn it all down. Anyways, <laughs> back to this movie. So he ends up uh, wooing her, and he does marry. He does marry he her. He does marry her. And uh, like it, it pisses her mom off, and she's dying. And she says, like, what we were saying of, like, you know, oh, he, she sees what's happening. They're marrying into yeah. them. And uh, I think some of the murders had already been happening for a while. There's four sisters in this family. And the, just to, to skip to the point, King is trying to pretty much kill off the sisters one by one. 
so that the mom's money goes to one. And when the last sister dies, they get the money. Um, so Minnie mysteriously dies first of illness. That's what it is. Um, and it, and uh, Minnie was married to Leo's brother. And then Leo's brother marries Rita, another one of the sisters, very soon afterwards. And the sisters, Anna and Molly, call him out on it, you know, in their own sly way. And he's like, well, she was a huge comfort to me after Minnie died. Of course, I married her. And <clears throat> Anna is the wild sister. She's the one that's fully dressed up as a flapper. She's an alcoholic. She's... Carries a gun in her purse. Carries a gun in her purse. She's ready to shoot anyone. And, you know, she's ready to shoot and fuck. I like her. <laughs> We'd be friends. <laughs> We'd be friends. <clears throat> I'd be going to the bar. We all have a friend like that, you know, that just carries a gun in her purse. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, gotta stop her from shooting a guy again. Whoopsie, Here we go. You know. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's where the movie starts getting more serious. Like, the other deaths were a little more not shown or talked about as much, but that's the first one where she goes missing. They can't find her. And then she's found really much later, more decomposed because it's been days. Right. And, she in the was, woods. She's in days in the woods. She'd been shot in the head. And that kind of kicks off the, uh, you know, that was a straight up murder. And this is where you also kind of put together that the doctors are in on it somehow, because she's clearly been shot in the head and then they don't they don't talk about it until later you kind of see them doing an autopsy in the woods which is like really fucking weird and you're like what the fuck they're just poking around a hole in her head trying to get the the bullet before anyone else can get the evidence right so we know that as the audience but they're all just watching it horrified because they're just doing it out there in the open and eventually like it comes out that they were pretty much just cutting her entire body up trying to look for the bullet well, they, and they yeah. never found it, right? Nope, they never found the bullet. Yeah, because she was shot at a really weird angle. And that that's where the true crime stuff gets back into this movie too. Mm-hmm. Um they don't show they don't show her actual death until much later in the movie spoilers. Um they show her dying and they're just like she's like you got me drunk and taken out here to kill me and they're like no <laughs> like she kind of knows what's gonna happen she knows what's gonna happen and she pretty much accepts it at that point um and then soon after this the mom dies of old age pretty much yeah dies of old age she goes peacefully and then it's just molly and her sister um Mini. Or or Mini, yeah. Yeah, it was Rita the first one. Yeah. Okay. Or no, no, Mini was the first one. Yeah, it was was Rita. That's the other sister that's left. Yeah. So Rita's married to um, Bill Smith. And what a name. Yeah. What a name. (laughs) But they're they're the next to die. That's a little later in the movie. There's a lot in between those points. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's been we'll, a few we'll jump weeks. Around. We'll jump around a lot. It's we, been a few weeks, but there's also more to this because um, you kind of start seeing how King is also doing insurance scams. And they go into those parts, too. And those are large parts of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I really liked uh, one thing that I really liked about this movie that we don't see a lot of is really realistic looking like character actor people. 
Um, I can't remember his name, but it was one of the hitmen that they used. He was just like one of the hitmen they used to kill uh, that worked at the Moonshine Still that they used to kill um, the alcoholic guy. So one of the things that's kind of more mid ha- over halfway through the movie is he's trying to get an insurance scam on this other guy and he's suicidal. So he's trying to like. This is how much of a snake this motherfucker is. He's he's made he's befriended this guy yeah. that's suicidal so much that he's got this depressed man. He's trying they called to it melancholy back then. He's got this melancholic guy to put him on his insurance policy so that if he he dies, King gets insurance payout. So he he's he's such a fucking snake that he's trying to like make sure this guy doesn't kill himself because then he won't get the money. Right. So he's acting like his friend so that he won't kill himself. And then he hires a hitman and the hitman is like he he the hitman like I said I like this character. He even said earlier in the movie like I got like seven kids and then they like come and show him later and it was a fantastic like shot scene yeah. where they made sure that in the shot you could see every, all seven kids all seven of his kids. My it ovaries made the sh- oh, the made the window shutdown noise in the theater. I was like, Burr. <laughs> but uh, that like I said like that's what I miss in movies a lot is uh, like I said a big problem in movies nowadays everyone looks so pretty yeah everyone's so pretty no, this guy is not pretty <laughs> he looks he, like you know but he looks like a character he looks like a character he's not okay I, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna ugly shame him here he he's not conventionally pretty he's not hollywood pretty he's not hollywood pretty but I mean, did someone find him pretty enough to make seven kids yes god you know they didn't have much choice back then you know i don't <laughs> like that argument there was no tender <laughs> i don't think that argument of oh you're born someone was pretty enough and like no someone had low enough standards like this doesn't make any sense don't use that don't share that one online people stop it stop sharing stop sharing that fucking meme it's stupid <laughs> low standards exist don't say that you exist means someone thought that your mom was pretty or something like what <laughs> anyway oh, the one that's on. like your faces <laughs> that's the one thousand different people that all loved each other and yeah. i'm like i don't know it seems like some people's parents really fucking hated each that, other that's what i'm saying it seems like some people's parents <laughs> had really really low low standards and uh, they make the best character actors <laughs> so there's a lot of characters in here but uh anyways kind of jumping to that scene so when he kills the guy he does he's it's he like hardly even cares and he like befriends him too mm-hmm. trying to wait for the moment to kill him he's like oh he's i'm like, gonna oh, kill yeah, him i kind of like him he's like i kind of like him i'm gonna hang out with him like these are the kind of fucking sociopaths and that's one of the things too that i want to say about like telling true stories is um paraphrasing mark twain like um reality is stranger than fiction because you like you can't make this shit up right. the thing is if you make this shit up They'd be like, that's unrealistic. Like, you you hire a guy to kill a guy, and he befriends him for a couple weeks. Like, that's that's so fucking dumb. But this happened. Yeah, like I said, like, it's that type of stuff that you get from a true crime story, which this is. This isn't the first time that Scorsese's created a true story. I mean, I, you know what? Now that I think of it, a lot of his movies are based on true stories, from Raging Bull to Wolf of Wall Street mm-hmm. to, to um, even Goodfellas. Like, never mind. He's been in this genre for a while. Yeah, he said he said in a little blurb before the movie started that this was one he's wanted to do for a long time, and he just hasn't really gotten around to it or how to do it properly. Yeah, I think it was Apple that finally gave him this money. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, uh, how much we want to skip here in the middle? We're already running this episode long. <laughs> I yeah. guess we, I guess we're barely going to talk about cobwebs. Um, so basically, it gives skip a bunch of stuff in this one, three two, and this three and a half. Skip a few. <laughs> one, two, skip a few. <laughs> so, uh, to- getting towards the end, he uh, once Molly starts getting her real insulin, like actual insulin, and starts improving. She yeah, she starts improving. And uh, that's where King starts telling him, oh, that's where she starts speaking out and she's trying to get attention. The tribe's trying to get attention. Right. For someone to actually, because it's She wants to go to Washington, D.C. She wants actual help. Because it's pretty obvious that the local authorities aren't going to do shit about it. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to go to Washington and that's, and she actually does. And that's actually is what saves them. Uh, Guess what? The American government is what saved them. Hooray, American guy. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, I there is a white savior in here. <laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> There's no savior. They weren't saved. They were not but, saved, but the, but, the, but the, the United States stopped government. because of the government's involvement. They actually came and solved it. And part of what the, well, I guess, okay, I'll wait. I'll wait to get into it. We'll get into it. So she goes off to try to get them there, and that's when King starts telling him, to just put a little something to start poisoning her in her insulin. Right. And uh, that's going to slow her down. And that be- makes her bedridden. And he is such a dumbass. He really, truly loves her. He has kids with her. Yeah. And he truly loves her, but he keeps doing it because he is so, he's just the perfect little puppet. Mm-hmm. And um, so later, it is much later in the movie, like over the three hour mark, maybe, maybe over the, <laughs> the last hour of the movie even. Is when um, Jesse Plemons, uh, also known as Meth Damon. <laughs> oh come on, he's not that bad looking of a guy. That's, no, 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 no. That's not. That's that's not why they call him that. They call him Meth Damon because his first big role was on Breaking Bad, and they thought he looked like Matt Damon, and he was on a show about meth. Oh, okay. That's why people call him that. It's not because of how he looks. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I guess like, it is because of how he looks, but he looks like Matt Damon. He doesn't, he's not that bad. He doesn't look like Matt guy. Damon, that's the joke. It's not because he looks like he's on meth. Everyone needs to shut up, though, because he has a really fucking hot wife. <laughs> Who's his wife? Oh, God, it's someone big. Okay, she's going to look that up while I get into it. I think it's, I want to say it's Reese Witherspoon. No. Yeah. No. Okay, she's got to fact check that, folks. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> uh, so, uh, one thing when he comes to start, um, so it's kind of like the pre, this is pre-FBI. You know, it's J. Edgar Hoover, and he even there's a line in the movie, he's like, I don't know of that Hoover guy. Uh, it's, pre, it's pre-FBI. He's part of the pre-FBI. That's just called the, the Bureau or Never something. Never mind, weird. I can't remember. Who, who he's married to. I'm sure it's someone pretty. He's famous. I, and a, the, he's I, a I know great it's actor. Someone, someone blonde. He's a great actor. That's all you need to know. He was also fantastic. It's power. Kirsten Dunst. Oh, really? That's his wife. That's why I got it confused, because they're okay. both blonde. Oh, did you have a <laughs> moment of blonde racism over there? Yeah, I did. They all look the same. They do. <laughs> and he looks like Matt Damon. <laughs> Anyways... <laughs> Uh, so when, uh, the other thing they do when the, the, I uh, was, I right. They call it the bureau. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, so when they start investigating, uh, they have, uh, someone else who is a native that kind of blends in and he's uh, their undercover. Yeah. He's their undercover guy. His name is Henry 
And he he's kind of the undercover guy who talks to the other side of things. Right. Because, you know, obviously uh, the natives are wary of talking to white men. Mm-hmm. Even though they were trying to help, they were serious. Like, he did want to solve It's understandable. This. Yeah, it's understandable that why they would be wary of any of the white men that yeah. were in there. Because at that point... There had been hundreds of them that have died, and they didn't know what was up or down or who to trust. I mean, if there wasn't a, if there wasn't somebody that stepped in, then we wouldn't even be telling this story, right? So, yeah, the <laughs> I'm still not praising the U.S. government at all for this, but they tried, they tried, and uh, you know, it did enough to like stop the murders. Mm-hmm. You know, we might not honestly have seen they were true probably, justice, but honestly, in hindsight, they were probably more mad about the insurance scams. Oh, that's true too. Yeah. But so they they start uncovering stuff. Oh, that's the other murder that we skipped over when we talked about Rita. Uh, so that's the other murder. It happens a lot later, kind of way into the movie. After we see see Leonardo DiCaprio g- gives a great performance in this movie, playing a complete another dumbass. <laughs> so a lot of the movies, him being a dumbass, and you being like, "What the fuck? How stupid is this guy? <laughs> How stupid can you be? <laughs> this guy really existed." So. I feel like, so, uh, (laughs) I related to this part too much because sometimes when I'm playing a video game where it's like, you need to assassinate this person, and I'm like, okay, assassination, uh, throw dynamite at him, got it. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. This was so overkill. I was playing, I was even playing a video game recently, and I'm like, assassination and throw throw dynamite at somebody you just throw it sassily i'm, I'm an assassin <laughs> you should have seen how sassy he just did his arm like assassination <laughs> i assassinate you <laughs> so to assassinate the other one they overkill and use way too much dynamite to the point that it like blows out the windows to the, of everyone's house to all of the neighborhood so everyone's freaking out and they end up, you know, they're like, oh, it's another Black Wall Street. They're bombing us. But uh, yeah, it was an assassination on them. They killed everybody. They killed the maid. Yeah, they, they killed, killed the maid. The husband. Well, he was alive for a, little, a few minutes at least because they found him and he was like, kill me, shoot me. Well, yeah. So <laughs> they used way too much dynamite. That was a part of it too that they were trying to. Uh, figure I mean, out. like this is one of those parts that was really brutal, though, because they found they found her sister. Um, what they thought maybe she was alive for a second. She was laying back down, and then they pick her up, and her head, the entire head, and yeah, this her was brain re- just falls out of her it head. Was, it was this was really fucking realistic. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. And like realistic in the way that, that there wasn't realist- a whole bunch of gore coming out or anything. Like it looked it like her, her brain coming out. out. Yeah. yeah, it was still her brain coming out. Obviously, it was like gory, but it was like the lack of a lot of blood coming. That's what I'm saying. People, the yeah. lack of a lot of blood coming out because that would be the realistic thing. Your blood pulls up as soon as I you're mean, dead. People should like you see roadkill by the side of the road like pretty much every day. Right. When you see roadkill, do you see just like blood everywhere do you see pools of blood you see blood splattered everywhere no you don't like no yeah we just saw a dead big fat dead possum the other day walking my kids to school and might have been your little moon face mate i hope not i hope not i hope it wasn't my moon face but But, uh, yeah real death is not that bloody folks uh the fact that you think that real death is that bloody is a fact that you have been watching fiction on tv and you think oh i can't watch that kind of gore guess what 
That's not real gore, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> it's not desensitization when it's the shit that's not real. Watching Terrifier is not gory, realistic shit. It's fucking a show. It's not realistic. People don't have that much brains inside their head when it splatters on a wall. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio definitely did not have that many brains in this movie. <laughs> so, at the end... um, Towards the end where the uh, FBI is closing in a little more, uh, King like goes to him. That was the scene where he's trying to get him to sign the shit. Mm-hmm. And it was like, come on, come on, Leo, get that brain cell working. I can kind of see maybe there's a light in there. Come on. Come I, mean, on. I was I was like kind of rooting for him at this point. He was fucking poisoning his wife. I'm like, you can do it. You can do you it. Can do it. <laughs> guess what? No, nobody's home. <laughs> so, um... Long story short, they all they they are actually end up arresting him. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's the thing too is he finally has a little flickering. He has a flicker. It's like it's like the wiring's not quite right, and sometimes it's the lights kinda, come on. Yeah, for a it's kind of spark in there a little <laughs> so, bit. So, so he had a spark, and he's like, "What is this like?" So he injected himself with some of the poison to see what it was like. Yeah, and that's when he's arrested. So he incriminates himself more when he was arrested because he was all doped up on the shit that he was poisoning his wife with. Right. And then she starts getting better, obviously, once she's not fucking shot up anymore. No, she gets worse for a while. For a while because of how bad that she was. Yeah, they had to go in and get her because she was like hallucinating. And um, there's a thing with owls throughout this movie, too, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, it's a symbol of death. Yeah. uh, As it is in a lot of cultures. Yeah, well. In Twin Peaks. In twin, well, which a lot of Twin Peaks is based on Native American culture too. If you didn't know, anyways. Any, thank you for interrupting me because I was about to bring that up. Okay, there you go. You can say it. No, I'm too oh, I'm late. Sorry, I stole your thunder. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna fucking put an owl in the corner in your sleep if you don't stop interrupting me. We need to watch. Uh, you said you've never seen Under the Silver Lake. No. We need to watch that. All right. <laughs> There's a great part with uh, an owl in it. <laughs> well, anyway, I like I like the usage of owls in anything because they are a symbol of death. But the the usage of owls in this one are really great. Because I think it was a it was a real owl. It wasn't a CGI owl. It was a real owl. It was like, what's that owl doing in the room? <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what? This owl gets put on the the list for award winning animals this it's year. not gonna win that's gonna go to the dog for the next movie we yeah, talk about but he he still gets a mention because <laughs> he, he did pretty good he gets a nomination but <laughs> i have a feeling that the dog from the movie we're gonna talk about in next week's episode is oh gonna my god be the this winner. dog is fucking incredible that dog was a fucking kind <laughs> Spoil- spoilers <laughs> uh pre i mean a preview for upcoming episode uh so yeah they all get arrested and then like it's even more frustrating because you see him flip-flop he's he he's like Oh, I'm gonna turn in my my uncle. I'm gonna turn it in, turn him in, and then guess what? This part was hilarious. Uh, I've heard people criticize it. I don't think so. Like, fuck you for criticizing this. It was jump scare Brennan Fraser. <laughs> oh my God, jump scare. I said that in the theater. I was like, jump scare Brennan Fraser. Like, oh my God, this is one of my favorite shots of the entire movie. How dare you fucking criticize it? Anyone that criticizes this shot is fucking wrong. Those people didn't like his acting period It just goes through the court and then all of a sudden you hear, and then <laughs> it's a fucking jump scare. He does. He Frazier. does. He just he he just jumps into the frame screaming, and you're like, oh! <laughs> and his voice is so recognizable. You're like, 
What? <laughs> oh God, it's Brendan Fraser. <laughs> but that was kind of the point of the movie because he was like the evil lawyer that tried to hold this shit up, right? And and, and uh, eventually did fuck things up. But he, yeah, he he, did. he tried to fuck things up even more. Uh, so he comes in and he tries to muddle things. He tries to get Leo's character to go back on. The, he he said that he was going to fully cooperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of his daughters dies while he's in jail too. Of the hooping cough. Yeah, she hooped too hard or something. She was a juggalo. <laughs> Why did you make me laugh? <laughs> <laughs> she whoop whooped. <laughs> she whoop whooped. <laughs> She got the whooping cough. <laughs> she she went whoop whoop and then she died. God damn it. Anyways. <laughs> so God. <laughs> so uh he kind of muddles things and and he goes back and forth and he does eventually go back to the side where he testifies against him and admits to a lot of the murders that he had helped with in some way not a lot directly he had done some of the stuff directly to like other stuff but he had his own crimes that he was doing too because he just liked money i just like money he's like money i just like i like money he He, was stealing jewelry off of dead people yeah he was like had his own fucking stupid schemes and then you know like maybe that was sort of the downfall of hale is that he relied on this dumbass to yeah, do shit for him. Yeah, he was really fucking dumb. So, like I said, skipping around, we've half filled up our time with this. Yeah, we have. Sorry, cobwebs. Um, we, so, uh, spoilers. Hale goes to jail, but only for like 20 years, not even that. Yeah. Like, he should have had life in prison. Back then, he should have been, I don't believe in the death penalty, but if anybody deserved it. He deserved it. Uh, he deserved to be hanged. Yeah, and the reason that I believe in any sort of corporal punishment is because rich people have no justice. This is the reason that I believe. Because it, you can't, I don't believe in corporal punishment because it's not used against the right people, but in a movie where, like, the you, you know those movies that are really liberal, and the guy's like, I'm gonna kill this evil guy, and then someone else is like, don't do it! You're gonna be just as bad as him! He can go to jail! Like, no, that person should shoot that evil person, because in America, that person is is not going to go to jail. They're going to get out. And that's what happens in real life. Right. Like he got out after only serving a short sentence because he was on good behavior. He's just an old, good old boy. Mm-hmm. He was just an old guy. It was just, Oh, I'm just so innocent. And he got out. And, oh, uh, and then uh, Leo's character still tries to lie to his wife about poisoning her. Yeah. Because obviously she's been to the hospital at this point And, knows that it wasn't her insulin doing that it was she was being poisoned he was almost so stupid he didn't know what he was doing <laughs> right he probably had no idea what he was fucking like he, poisoning he, her with. he didn't know that he was killing her yeah because he they had lied to him and say that they were he was sedating her right yeah and he shouldn't this is how stupid he, he this is guy stupid. is yeah like he, she's she's throwing up she's hallucinating and she is like calling seeing her mama and you think that she's being sedated like no this woman was dying no he's about one of the dumbest men alive so uh so the 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 movie switches towards the end of the movie here and it's like a radio play because they try to go into more like this is a true crime Mm -hmm. uh so it's more of a radio play where they kind of like you know the part of the movie at the end where it's usually scrolls up and tells you what happened to everybody instead this movie um 
you know, they, they talk about how he got out later and he didn't even see true justice because he had a short served a very short sentence and then was free the rest of his life. And it talks about how uh, Leo's character obviously did not get, get out of jail too, but did not obviously get back he with his... He went to a trailer park. He just went to a... Tra- lived the rest of his life as a drunk with his brother. And uh, then, like, the big thing is uh, Scorsese comes onto the screen himself to talk to you, to talk to you about uh, what happened to Molly. And how she lived the rest of her life and a pretty long life for a diabetic during that time. Yeah, she lived to be 50. And she remarried and uh, had mentioned that, you know, she tried to move past these horrible things that happened to her family. Because, yeah, this this horrible story is not the whole story of the Osage or the tribe or these people. Right. And they tried to move past it. But we still need to know that it happened. And thank you, Scorsese, for bringing it into public consciousness. I agree. Great movie. Yeah, so, um, wanna spin, what, what time are we at? Wanna spin through cobwebs real fast? <laughs> you wanna spin a cobweb real fast? Um, <laughs> what time are we at? <laughs> we have an hour and 11 minutes right now. Okay. Uh, so, uh, that's it. Uh, we're gonna, go, we're gonna <laughs> run through cobwebs real fast. We saw it on Hulu. <laughs> it was well, in theaters, but not here. It. We were talking, someone was talking about it in the theater when it, during, before play. I heard you guys talking about it. Was it Sarah? Yeah. Um, and I guess what caught your attention was her saying that it was serious at first and then it got really silly, Evil Dead 2 type silly yeah. in the second half. Um, just to make this a really short review, I fucking disagree with that. This it, it didn't get silly enough. It didn't get silly enough, and and that's because one they used uh, CGI on the monster itself, which I fucking hate. Um, and not even like a mix of CGI or whatever. It was just it was just all CGI. It was stupid. It looks stupid. I hate it. And the scenes of its hair going back and forth weren't CGI. No, that the, the hair was and fine. that was still funny. The the hair was funny. The hair was fine if they had just done only the hair or if they had actually just taken the time to make a fucking mask this was the movie where the two his parents looked like they had birds in their mouth oh my god yeah both of, both was, of them it's the both bird of parents the bird parents it's the guy that the guy that plays homelander anthony star yeah anthony star and the girl that played in mean girls oh yeah um what's her face what's her face that girl that played in mean girls yeah as the goth so they both look like they have birds in their mouth yes the movie has a serious tone up front kayla hated a lot of the jump scares they were cheap they were cheap jump scares and they were music cued the action the uh acting was decent from the roles oh and the little boy that's in this was also in the the demeter movie he's he's actually pretty good child actor he's decent for a kid no i have no issues with that it's just like it was just over. I hated the score. The score can go fuck I fucking fucking hate it. <laughs> score can go fuck itself. Um, but it has like a serious tone at first. Where this and kid, then the Busey. <laughs> oh my gosh, we have we have a Busey kid. We in have this. a new Busey, and he. It's so sad that he looks exactly like his he father. Looks just like and his father. The sad thing is. He's not the son of the Busey you're thinking about. It's the older Busey. Yeah, no, yeah, this is the older Busey. <laughs> I've been rewatching a, t- 
I've been rewatching a TikTok of Gary Busey be like, here's my pumpkin. It's Halloween. Rah! It's hilarious. No, it's that's his dad. The crazy old one that's falling apart. The one that really shouldn't be having that kids that young. That nutting somebody. That's what I... Him. You didn't have to say it I like that. I saw that guy's kid and I was like, oh my god, that guy's still nutting in somebody. Oh god, Sam! <laughs> That's what... <laughs> Do you think he like? Do you think he acts like Gary Busey? He went, when he, <laughs> <laughs> do you think that's how he? Do you think that's how he nuts? He's like, I'm Gary Busey, and I'm about to nut. Yes. God, who who would marry this insane fucking man? Yeah, but anyway, this kid looks, he exactly, looks exactly like, like Gary him, Busey. It's so sad. <laughs> nepotism <laughs> he, he looks like gary Busey, and obviously this kid's a bully in this movie uh yeah as so the last part's kind of funny i gave it three stars it was okay uh, i i liked a lot about it and i wanted to like it harder than i wanted to like it uh, i think that they could do a sequel and just do things better do do it do it again but better do it again but better i gave it two and a half damn yeah i Ouch, didn't like rough. it i didn't like it Oh, you're really far behind on your letterbox. If you're following Kayla, you're not getting all you're paid for. She's not logging her shit in. I'm sorry. I'm on top of mine, people. I, I do it for you, all you people that have sent me friend requests, which is zero of you. <laughs> He's doing it for everyone that's going to send them a friend request in the future. Send me a friend request. There we go. Wrap it up. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I gave it two and a half. I did not. I didn't like it. I thought especially after i gave it i was gonna give it three and then i sam was like no that that mask was not cgi and i was like no it was fucking cgi I mean, a lot of it and I, then uh, and then so i talked to someone in a group and they're like no that was all cgi and i was like i Fuck thought you I half thought maybe the off. one scene it might have not been but whatever i didn't like the cheshire cat cgi monster i'm sorry i liked its general design of long hair weird spider thing the weird spider leg movements and the hair was fine but the the corny score the fact that it wasn't silly enough in the end it didn't it could it could have gone harder and the cgi monster was just that was enough for me to make it two and a half i just didn't it was i just didn't like it my bad well so that's our quick review there at the end (laughs) that's a bonus for y'all i'm probably not even gonna list that as part of the episode it was so small we just wanted to get it out there we just wanted to get out there that we watched it it was a 2023 movie yeah uh okay well thanks y'all see see flowers of the something killer kill they killed the moon no killers of the flower moon oh my god see it from martin's kisses um follow our join our facebook group unhinged movie misfits and post memes, talk to us, whatever the fuck you want to do in there. Uh, our Instagram page is at Unhinged Movie Podcast. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon and make us watch a movie. You can make us literally watch anything you want for $40. <laughs> or join any of our other t- tiers. And we will catch you all next time. Bye. Oh, God, it's burning fresh.